Welcome to the Saving Lives Podcast. I'm Eddie Joe. For historical context, today is the 28th of January of 2022. In today's podcast, I'm going to be discussing two articles regarding lactate and lactic acid, as many people like to interchangeably call it. I don't agree with interchangeably calling it that, but for the sake of communication, we will interchange it in this podcast. But I'm going to be discussing two different articles that you cannot get your hands on. Therefore, uh, you're going to have to trust me this time around, as I usually tell you not to trust me and this is not medical advice. What I am intending to do with this podcast is to give you an idea why it is that we check lactate levels in patients who have sepsis and septic shock, or any shock for that matter, and also help you understand why we trend it. Now, I think there are better forms of doing this, and I will present podcasts later on as time permits with other alternatives that we could use to manage our patients with septic and septic shock to make sure that they're well perfused. I'll get to that eventually. But the other thing I want to say is that there is this lactobolo reflex as described by Rory Spiegel and his other colleagues. Um, he is an ED ICU doctor. I think he's in Baltimore, Maryland area. I've spoken to him a couple times, super nice guy, but he has a paper that is downloadable down in the show notes where it explains how a lot of physicians, you know, attending physicians for that matter, even residents, attending physicians think that anytime that the patient has an elevated lactate that they need a bolus of fluids. And again, this is not accurate. That's not the, that's not the scope of this particular talk. First, let's go ahead and discuss why we check lactate levels in patients with sepsis. We do this because there was a paper that was published in 2009. And again, there was other data that came up before that, which I may cover at a later time. It shows that it showed that elevated lactate levels are associated with increased mortality, but this was not causative. And the author of the title of the paper was Mickelson. So yes, it's inarguable that elevated lactate levels are associated with increased mortality. If you read their paper, hey, it's titled, quote, serum lactate is associated with mortality in severe sepsis, independent of organ failure and shock. So if you're going to pick up the paper and read it, you already know what the results are going to be. What the authors did is that they looked at 830 patients in the emergency department in this cohort study with their primary outcome being 28-day mortality. They ended up breaking down the lactate levels into three groups. Low, which is less than 2. Again, these people are normal. Intermediate, between 2 to 3.9. Or high, which is greater than 4. All these patients had sepsis. So what they found was that even in patients without shock, intermediate lactate levels, again, quick reminder, that was between 2 to 3.9, as well as high serum lactate levels, which was greater than 4, were associated with increased mortality. The odds ratio, as one would expect, of the high serum lactate levels was far greater than intermediate lactate levels, but intermediate lactate levels did have increased mortality as well. And these were in patients without shock. So if you see a patient who has an infection, you know, pneumonia, UTI, uh, some sort of uh, abscess or whatnot, and they have a lactate level that's elevated, but they're hemodynamically stable, these folks have increased mortality risk. So keep that in mind. Now, in patients with shock, they found that patients with intermediate lactate levels as well as high serum lactate levels, yeah, these also had higher odds of mortality. But again, one could expect this. One very important thing to say is that although it is clear that an elevated lactate level is associated with higher mortality, this does not mean that it is causative. It also doesn't mean that you have to drown the patient with fluids. 
one of the other things that we do in our practice is that we check a baseline serum lactate level and then a couple hours later we go ahead and check a repeat lactate level and that's recommended by the surviving sepsis guidelines i think cms the center for medicare services medicaid services i'm not sure what it stands for they also audit us and make sure that we abide by this so we need to know the data as to why this takes place in all of our hospitals every single day First of all, I'd like to say that I personally struggle with what one means by the term lactate clearance. Do they mean that the kidneys and liver are making it go away faster than it is being produced? Does it mean that the body is producing less of it? Is it a combination of the two? The reality is that, does that all matter? No, that's just me being a pain in the butt. Either way, the outcomes are not good if the, pa if the patient does not, quote, clear the lactate. Now, there was a paper that was published, it's down in the show notes, but unfortunately, like the other paper, it's not free for you to download, that was published in Critical Care Medicine in 2004. And what they did was they looked at early lactate clearance in severe sepsis as well as septic shock. The way that they defined lactate clearance was as, quote, lactate at ED presentation, hour zero, minus lactate at hour six, divided by lactate at ED presentation, then multiplied by 100, end quote. Fancy calculation, not really at the end of the day, it's pretty straightforward. But what they ended up finding was that the higher the amount of, quote, clearance, the better the patients did in the first six hours. So if the lactate goes down, it's much better than it going up or even staying the same. Also, the faster the clearance took place, the better. As an aside, they found that high lactate levels that were found on presentation to the patients in the emergency department, the worse the patients did. So that was a quick, quick podcast. I hope that you gained something from it from a historical context to learn why it is that we check lactate levels to begin with. It's not necessarily a marker of perfusion, as it's so often said. It's not that the cells are hypoperfused. I'll, I'll get into all that in, a, in another time. But it's important to note the lactate levels when people get into the ED, because again, it predicts mortality. It's associated with increased mortality. And it's also important... Again, there are other things we could do like capillary refill, etc. But it is important to check the lactate levels later on as it's on the guidelines. And it does mean that if we do clear it, the patient's going to have a better outcome. Now, I will say this for the 50th time. This does not mean that every elevated lactate needs fluids. This does not mean that you know, if the, if the lactate keeps on climbing up, that they need more fluids. It means that you got to fix what the underlying problem is and potentially substitute the patient's uh, body with some sort of other metabolic resuscitation or you're missing something or your antibiotics aren't correct or hey maybe it's just that person's time to go but again that's that part's not medical advice please click the show notes as i've written a whole post on lactate and lactic acid and sepsis and other illnesses and i greatly appreciate your support thanks so much bye